0: the
1: pepper and dylan show kiss 91 7 this
0: is all right pepper and dylan yeah you hear them on the radio they've been together since about 14 years ago you must be here because you got nowhere else to go no thanks for tuning in to the after show show
2: Welcome to the after-show show. It is the last and final day of September, which I always thought had thirty-one. Does it ever have thirty-one? Thirty days. Does September
3: ever have thirty-one days? Yeah.
2: No. Nope. Thirty every year. It's always year. thirty.
3: It's always thirty. Huh. Yeah,
2: I really had a hard time with that. I thought that you would have thirty-one in September.
3: You want an interesting factoid no, about I, September? Oh, I
2: thought you were going to do the hand thing. I can't. I can't the do knuckles it. Knuckles thing. I can't understand it. January, I've never been able to.
3: The the knuckles are the large numbered months. The thirty-one months. The in between the knuckles, the dips are the lower. So January 31, February twenty-eighth, March 31, April, see see what I'm doing? 30, May 31, June 30, July 31. This is the trick now. Then you got to hit that knuckle again on the way back. August 31, September 30, October 31, November 30, December 31, you're done
2: interesting
3: i threw you off didn't i a little bit is he ready to go robbie he's all What are the other
2: interesting fact
3: okay not interesting is, well how about we talk to matt because he doesn't have a long time oh sorry matt so this is matt uh good morning matt morning okay thank you for joining us you have a, a, a few minutes to spend with us uh matt uh tell us your story first of all you live in calgary correct yeah okay so tell us your story matt had covid how old are you matt
1: Uh, I'm 20, but at the time that I had COVID, I was, I was
3: just 19. 19. Okay. So we keep hearing this. Oh, you'll be fine. You're 19. You're young. It's only for the older people, but you learned the hard way. That's not the case, right? Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Okay. What What happened?
2: happened? What was the initial, like what, what initially brought it on? What were your symptoms to start it?
1: So what happened is um, usually during the school year, I live in res up at U of C. And, you know, you were hearing about the the coronavirus and it was like kind of a scare. And then um, I just developed some really small symptoms, so like a runny nose and then just like some body aches and that kind of stuff. And um, I live, um, so since I live in Calgary and also go to school in Calgary, I came home to like my parents' house just to be safe and kind of isolate myself.
3: Yeah. What time of and, year uh, was this, man? Like what month would this have happened? This was in March. So it was right around when everything shut down.
1: Yeah, March 12th was the first day that I developed symptoms. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, so I came home and I began kind of isolating myself. And I was planning to go back once the symptoms went away. And uh, it it just didn't go away. Like, everything got worse and I got more symptoms, like, you know, nausea and the coughing was terrible and, uh, and fevers and headaches and all that. And then it just continued to get worse up until the 25th, which is when I got admitted into the hospital for it.
3: Now, had you taken a test once you started to feel sick or, like, did you know you had COVID? Were you suspicious that you might?
1: Um, because of how early on it was, I was not suspicious of it at all. Like, yeah. I, we also, like, the doctors and everyone had no idea. Nobody thought it was going to be COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even allowed to get a test done because at that time, uh, the restrictions for getting tested were really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you needed to have traveled or come into contact with someone you know. So the only reason why I got the test is because I was in the hospital
2: and how did you mm. how at what point did you decide to go to the hospital like what was going on at the house that like you just you weren't getting better or or something triggered that
1: um, so what actually happened is um, the the morning of the 25th my tonsils had actually swollen to the point where um, I like I couldn't speak properly and I couldn't um, couldn't really breathe properly and I obviously couldn't talk and then that same morning I had this huge coughing fit where I coughed up quite a lot of blood oh my goodness and uh, and then we kind of pulled the trigger and said yeah there's something wrong so we went to the hospital
2: how scary was that for you uh, your tonsils you wake up you can't breathe at that point where you, you just panic attack
1: yeah i was i was pretty worried just because you know i still was like there's no way this is covid like we don't know what it is and then when i got to the hospital everyone actually thought it was lymphoma they thought it was cancer Oh, um, God. Because of, um, I had this huge swollen gland in my neck, too. And um, so, yeah, I had to, I needed to get a biopsy done just as a precaution. But in order to do that, they needed to test me for all, everything, like all the viruses. Mm-hmm. And I never ended up getting the biopsy because my COVID result came back positive.
3: Now, some of the things you're saying that you were going through, I haven't really heard that these are symptoms. Like, I've never heard anything about the tonsils or the coughing no. or
1: blood. Is that, is that a common one that I've just sk- skimmed over? Um, the coughing up blood is just a result of, um, coughing like so coughing yeah. so hard, yeah. but my tonsils actually, um, I, I was going to mention this about on the 26th, uh, like the next day or so. Um, cause I still had symptoms that had made, that made no sense with COVID. Mm-hmm. So they like cancer still wasn't really out of the picture. And then the next day, um, I tested positive for Epstein-Barr. So I got mono at the same time <laughs> oh my
2: as goodness. I had COVID.
1: Is it just cause your immune system was down? Uh, Yeah, so what they think happened, they don't know if I got COVID first or mono first, but um, the doctors kind of thought that the combination, so the mono kind of weakened my immune system, Mm -hmm. and then COVID could really hit me hard.
3: So you're in the hospital, you're 19 years old, all we've been hearing all along is uh, this only affects older people. Um, Were you one of the first people, you know, at at such a young age that uh, the, the doctors had met?
1: Yeah, I was actually the youngest in Canada to be in ICU for the first couple of months and then youngest in hospital for a first bit too. Okay. How long did you end up being in ICU? I was only in ICU for about a day, a day and a half. And I spent the next seven days in the ho- in just the, the regular COVID ward in the hospital. What's going through your
2: head as you're admitted to ICU at 19 years old?
1: Um, it got to that point where I was just like, you know, I never even saw it coming. Um yeah I was I remember I was sleeping uh the night of the 26th and the ICU nurses came in and they woke me up and they're just like oh we're here from intensive care just checking on you and I was like what why like why is why is ICU here I'm only 19 and then the next day uh they they said we're gonna take you down and uh yeah honestly it was that point where I was like okay like like before that I was kind of optimistic that I was gonna get better quickly Mm -hmm. and then as soon as that happened I was kind of like maybe this is a little more serious than I thought
3: so were you on a ventilator
1: no I never got the ventilator which was nice I just had oxygen up the nose but they were prepping a tracheotomy for me just because of the the swelling in my throat they were going to puncture my throat and help me breathe through that
2: at any point did you think you wouldn't make it through or the whole time you were like no I'm young this is fine I've got this
1: um, there was one point in ICU where, or being, being like wheeled down, you know, in the hallways. And then once I was down there, um, I got like my state in ICU was definitely the worst it's ever been. Um, so because I had like seen no improvement at all, even with all the medication and hospitalization, i was I was still going downhill. So I was thinking like, you know, like, is there, is this going to stop? Like, am I going to, am I going to finally get better at some point or is it just going to keep getting worse?
2: And what was like? What was your diet going into this, and like your activity level? Like, were are, were you young, healthy? Uh, everything was fine, or were you someone who had uh, a lot of bad food in you, didn't get a lot of exercise, that sort of thing?
1: No, I I usually pay co- close attention to to what I eat, and I try and eat really healthy all the time. And I do do a lot of activities. Um, like, I like to play a lot of sports. I did a lot of intramural sports. Um, I'd go for runs and that kind of kind of stuff. So it's not like. I was, um, you know, I, it's not like I wasn't doing anything either. I I, 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 I found him up.
0: on Facebook, and yeah. he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Nice and trim. Right. trim and young. Okay.
3: Uh, you're the poster boy for the, for the, for the 19, 20-year-old that shouldn't get COVID, that yeah. shouldn't yeah. suffer exactly. the symptoms, exactly. but yet you had them. Um, so Dylan asked if you were afraid that this was going to be it for you. What was the, the most physically uncomfortable that you were in? Because I've heard for some people that the pain is enough to want to die, the discomfort.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so in ICU, um, I was in one state where my fever had re- reached like 41 degrees or something. and my heart, it was like just barely in the 150. So I was like in really, really rough shape. And I remember my throat was like, it was just so sore. Like it was terrible. I couldn't, my tonsils had swollen even bigger. So I couldn't like put any sentence together or anything. So I couldn't even like talk to the nurses. Um, obviously, COVID hits your lungs, and then mono was also hitting my throat. So there was like multiple layers of breathing that was an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually I asked them to to put me out because of the pain, and that's the that's probably the worst it got.
3: Wow, really? Um, did you you said you were with your parents? You were living in residence? At yeah. UFC. Did anyone else get it? Yeah.
1: I have no idea. We still have no clue where I got it from because um, there were two positive cases at the UFC but they were in the medical school at the time mm-hmm. um, and they hadn't even been on campus so I don't know how or when I got it. I must have just like you know, come into contact with the wrong person at the wrong time or touched the wrong doorknob and then rubbed my nose or just something like that and it ended up how it was.
2: Right but being with your parents and not knowing what it was you you clearly weren't wearing a mask or acting like it could have been covid so they never had anything
1: no because at the time nothing was shut down yet either like i was still living my normal life going to classes and you know going to bars with my friends and stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's not like i i had to abide by any like mask or social distancing it was just like you know one of those things and then yeah when i got home with my family none of them thought about it either like there, it just didn't make any sense that I had gotten it because of where I'd been and who I'd been around. Right,
3: and it turned out you had it. Well, um, how was when you're in ICU and you say you're in so much pain you want to be put out, and oh uh, you know we hear about all this. You've got a family. You're young. You've got a family that cares about you. Did they because they can't visit you, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you communicate with them? Like if it if it got as as dangerously close as it might it might get for some people, what like. I know if it was my son and my son's fifteen or my daughter mm-hmm. who's thirteen that that had it and that were in the same situ- situation as Matt, I would be
1: like inc- like,
3: like I'd be beside just myself. and say hey, they're going to knock I, me out. I wouldn't know what to do. So how did you communicate with your parents?
1: It's kind of funny actually. So I I really didn't spend much time on my phone in the hospital, but the only way I could communicate was through text because um, I couldn't Facetime because I couldn't I couldn't talk. Right. But. Um, I le- because I'm 18, too, like I had to give permission to the nurses and stuff, but I let them uh, call my parents every day, like whenever I'm, I needed them to. But uh, it's kind of funny how I let my mom know I was going to ICU. I sent her one text that just said, heading to ICU, and that's it. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Imagine Matt, as a you're, parent. you're a bad son. You know, that <laughs> know. is a
3: horrible thing to do. She's heading 10. to
1: ICU. Yep, and my mom's response to that, because she had pretty much gone into shock, she said, thanks. <laughs> yeah, what do you say <laughs>
2: oh, wow
3: oh man uh, what are you studying at UFC man I'm in business alright there's online schoolings for the birds right it sucks yeah yeah yeah. Um, do you so when you now having been through how long was the regard? like are you feeling 100% now or are you still feeling kind of crappy
1: I'm feeling good now I'm feeling 100% now
3: Okay. Um, do you even know what some of like, you know more about it than anybody else having been through it? Have the doctors told you like what to look out for moving forward? What, uh, because nobody knows anything. What's going to happen to young people, 20, you know, who had it like five, 10, 20 years from now. So do you have any clue? Have you been told anything?
1: no like it's kind of up in the air right now you know whenever I get sick at all um, I tend to just go to my doctor in case because they still don't know like if I get random cluster headaches for a week like is it because of COVID or if, mm. like I have trouble breathing one day you know is it because of COVID um, but I know it took me like three or four months to, to recover just because of the mono as well because yeah. um, my immune system took such a hit but uh, it was like probably beginning of June and in May that I was finally like able to, you know, like go outside and shoot a, shoot hoops on my driveway right. and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, and I actually just had my tonsils out um, a week and a half oh, ago. What a year it's been, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
3: So when you, uh, uh, when you get these cluster headaches, is that new for you or did you used to get them, have you been getting them before COVID?
1: I never, no, I never got headaches. It was okay. this one week that was like a month and a half out that I was just like, I had the worst, it felt like I had a concussion, you know, like ah. it felt like my brain was all shaken up for some yeah. reason and uh, I I was supposed to see a neurologist but uh, they went away so I never saw them. Mm. So,
2: uh, are you worried about getting it again or have the doctors told you that the, not to worry about that?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I am worried about getting it again because yeah. uh, I'm hearing, you know, you hear about people who have gotten it twice and they've gotten like two different, like two different infections so, um, chances are at this point, if I had antibodies, they're kind of not as strong or they're not there anymore. So I'm still, still a little bit on edge about getting it again.
3: So when you see, obviously, you're a university student and uh, things have reopened, right? Bars and restaurants are open again and your friends want to go out for a pint of beer or something like that. And you see the way that people are kind of maybe flippantly or mm-hmm. haphazardly approaching some of these distancing regulations. You look at it completely differently now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely look at it with a different lens, for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: What do you say to people who think this is a hoax,
3: that this is not as bad, it's just as common as the flu? You know, you hear a lot of that. Yes. I'm not wearing a damn mask. It's just like the flu.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, my message to those people is to just kind of, I don't know, just kind of wake up a little bit. Like, I know I'm 19, and my case was really out of the ordinary, but honestly, the reason why my case was so bad was because I had mono at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mono isn't that bad. Um, that rare for people my age, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't even know I had mono until I had COVID. So if someone my age were to get that combination too, who knows how it it would affect them too. Mm. But um, I've had the flu before. I've uh, I've had it when I was really little mm-hmm. or not really little, but younger, old enough to know like how it felt. And I can definitely say that COVID was by far the worst I've ever felt in my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you want to be taking lightly.
2: Yeah, that's not the endorsement I was hoping for with no,
3: <laughs> COVID, you know? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And any reason why the doctors thought that you suffered it so badly compared to a lot of other young people who seem to be okay?
1: Um, there wasn't really any reason. Nothing. Like, I'm not, I don't have any, immuno. I'm not immunocompromised at all. I don't have any underlying health conditions. It was just the fact that I had, um, that I had mono too. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's hard to tell how it would have been without mono, but I know for sure that the coughing was not related to mono and that led to the point where I was coughing up blood. So I think regardless, I would have needed hospitalization just be, just based on that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's pretty bad.
3: And could you notice while you're in the hospital, while you were dealing with the doctors and nurses and all the frontline workers, could you notice that nobody knew anything about this and they were all in the dark and it was all completely unknown?
1: yeah that was one of the scariest parts for sure. Yeah. um when I got in like none of nobody knew really what was happening or what to do. like the nurses would always come in with their full like hazmat suit kind of stuff right every time oh. they had to come into the room so that was scary enough. but like for the first day and a half when I was just just in the hospital like in the regular like ward um and then them saying like we have no idea what's wrong with you that was it's really tough to hear like I got tested for like everything they threw everything at me and then uh we're hoping that one of them would come back positive in one way um so yeah it was really scary and then even when i tested positive it it was kind of like you know they didn't know which medications would do what and if they would work or not and and yeah
3: well and that compounded with the fact that at that time people really didn't know anything about and they still don't know much about covid on its own so to not know what's wrong with you and then to find out you have COVID and go, well, we don't know a lot about this disease yet right. or this illness yeah. yet. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. Well, oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're better. Are
3: you taking medication now or are you f- completely in the clear?
1: I'm completely in the clear now. Okay. The only medication I'm taking now is a little bit of painkillers because of my tonsils, but right. other than that, nothing.
3: Okay. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you for sharing your story. I know you've got to go, yeah. but uh, no worries. It's, uh, it's eye-opening, I think, to hear not just that uh, young people can suffer as extremely as you did, but just to hear... Um, what it can do mm-hmm. compared to a lot of people that, like, like my uh, ex's father-in-law. Has it? Ha- has it. And oh, he yeah. just had to stay home. He didn't even have to go to the hospital. Right. Which is mm-hmm. very strange. So it's yeah. like such a wide range of what it can do to sort of hear the extremes from a 19-year-old or something. Okay, thank you, Matt. Yep, no worries. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. So there's a uh,
2: Matt who suffered through COVID. What do you think? Oh man, I, dude, every part of that's not good for me. Yeah. No part oh, of that is you're good. a
3: hypochondriac on its best day.
2: Exactly. Like hearing any of that, like I just panicked. Like my breathing got weird. My yeah. my <laughs> I've checked my heart rate, it's up. Yeah. My my yeah. heart rate before this was sixty eight beats per minute. Yeah. It it's currently eighty six. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Just from hearing that, like the panic that uh, like just the the fact that it's happening and then like this morning we got a text message from Deb Who's Forensics girl Deb,
3: yeah. Deb's been listening to this show for a long time, and we haven't heard from her. She regularly communicates with whatever we're doing, and we haven't heard from her in a while. And we were curious. I just, I wonder where Deb is. And we found out today what's going on with her. She has not been
0: at work since Ju- the end of June, so yeah. she's been off for three months with she COVID. Was terribly ill. Yeah, she had
3: COVID. Do you want to text her? See if she wants to chat about it. We can dial her up if you like. Deb, oh, okay,
2: I'll have to find it. Yeah, because okay. the problem is the and, and like I've always taken COVID really seriously, the most serious in the room. Yep. Uh, I've always been the most scared of it. But the problem is that like for the most part, you do hear the stories of your father ex father in law. Yeah. Like you hear like, oh, it's nothing, it's no big deal. Yeah, I didn't really even have that many symptoms. Yeah. And then so you just hear that and you become more and more like, Oh, well, maybe it's not that big a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear a story like that, and you're like, Oh yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Right. And then you hear stories of how it's different between two people. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see what my body would do. Like I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to take that chance. I don't want to roll the dice to see if like I'll be more like your father-in-law. If
3: it's more of an extreme reaction yeah. as opposed to a benign I just, reaction, I got
2: zero interest in that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Hearing that just scares me. I mean, obviously, like texting your mom, I'm going to the ICU. Oh. <laughs> like I can't imagine being a parent going uh, like, uh, what?
3: Okay. No, it'd be awful. It's um, horrible. She's ready to talk, Robbie.
2: Uh, Oh yeah, she said sure. Yeah, she's ready. Oh yeah. "Yeah." So Deb
3: is not nineteen. So let's see. She was off. What did you say for three Three months months. battling COVID?
0: And she's going back tomorrow, and that's why she. uh, So she's just getting back into the uh, swing of things. Okay.
3: She Uh, said her voice
2: throat. Yeah, her her voice
3: is still very hoarse. You see what I'm doing here? Is I'm trying to extend this after show show for as long as I can, so I don't have to reveal something. Stop
4: talking. I'd say hello. Oh oh, Oh my God, this is you, Hi Deb. Deb. This is me. Oh, well, hey you guys. sound awful,
3: Deb. We love you. I love you. A oh, I lot. know. I
4: love you, too. Is this oh. from the COVID you sound like this?
3: Yes. Okay. Well, let's dig into this. Deb, how old are you? First, that's the first place to start.
4: Oh, my God. Do I seriously
3: have to answer that? Well, no, we do as far as it relates to COVID because we just spoke moments ago to a 19-year-old who was in ICU.
4: I'm older than you, Pepper. Okay. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Oh,
3: well, okay. I'm 44, so let's call her 44 and a half. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, when did you get it? What happened? Take us through the story.
4: Um, I got COVID the first part of July, mm-hmm. the first week of July. Does um, this hurt to talk? Like, I feel bad it for you right now. It doesn't hurt to okay. talk. Is this permanent, Dad? sound like crap. They don't know.
2: Oh, my oh, God! No.
4: They don't know, and and because they don't know, nobody will say, okay, Deb, on September 4th, you're going to hear your voice again.
2: Okay, so yeah, let's walk through this again. You're in July, first couple weeks.
4: Yeah, it was the first week. I I was actually on vacation, so um, I got sick on my vacation. I didn't go anywhere. I was at home. Um, I'm not sure who brought it home or who got it first, but it actually hit my entire family of five. leaving out one of my daughters who is in cameras
3: okay how old are your kids
4: um my my son is 25 okay my daughter is 23 and my youngest is 19 and she turned 20 over the summer okay and my daughter-in-law also had it who is at the time, 26 weeks pregnant. (gasps) Oh, my
2: goodness. Okay, so we have everything here now. Okay.
4: Yeah, I I got a whole shebang for you.
2: Okay, so you had it, uh, and
3: then all of a sudden your entire family gets it. So what happens?
4: Actually, I think it was someone else that brought it home. Okay. And then we got it from there. Okay. Um, My husband had said he wasn't feeling well, and his throat was a little sore. So I'm like, you need to get looked at, right? He, He went and saw Actually, he came out of the room on the Sunday evening, and he was like white as a ghost. And he says, "I feel really hot." And I kind of touched his forehead. I'm like, "Are you f-bomb kidding me?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Go on 811 and do the damn survey like now." Mm-hmm. So they had set him up for to be slobbed on the Tuesday he got his results back on the Friday at about 1.30 in the afternoon and during that time span the rest of us all sort of like dropped like birds out of the sky really. Um, We were incredibly high fever. Incredibly high fever. Mm -hmm. Um, Incredibly lethargic and tired and worn out. Like everything was just an effort to even try to move every bone hurt every muscle hurt every joint it was so painful
3: so it's july it's already we're already shut down it's already been declared a pandemic everybody knows COVID's the most popular word in the world Mm -hmm. at this point so did you know right away okay this has got to be COVID. no okay we
4: did not like before we were swabbed and had the results back Mm -hmm. uh we actually sought medical attention and My husband was diagnosed with a chest infection, Mm -hmm. upper respiratory. My daughter was a throat infection because he struggles with tonsillitis. Mm -hmm. And myself was diagnosed with bronchitis, and we were all put on antibiotics. Okay. That did nothing. That did nothing.
2: The the Friday you get the test back, was he positive when he got the test back?
4: He was positive when he got, like, they phoned to say, you're COVID positive. Okay. So get get to the hospital right away? No, he was just... Put on isolation. Like the minute you get swabbed, you're put in isolation, so you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, When he received his positive, I was already sliding really downhill, and I was short of breath, and I was struggling. And the when he got the positive, I called eight hundred and eleven right away. Mm -hmm. And the girls had asked us our symptoms, and she says to me, "Like you sound like hell, and you're not breathing well." I'm like, "No." So she phoned our local hospital and advised them that we were coming. And we needed to be swabbed immediately. Mm -hmm. So basically, we were in our cars outside of the hospital, and the doctor and nurse gowned up and gloves and everything and came out with the swabs and the requisitions, and they were on each side of the car talking to us and finding out symptoms. And he looked at my youngest daughter, and he said, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're positive. And he came around to my side of the car, and he looked at me, and all he said was, yeah, you look like. Shit. He says, You oh. are so positive. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so
3: they knew right away. Yeah. Okay. So
4: and then the- it took time, still took time for the positive results to come back.
3: Right. Okay. And then what?
4: And then you stay at home. Three months. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, how, your, how does that work? Dur- You're home during your quarantine. Mm-hmm. So, and they go, they count the quarantine back to the day of your symptoms. Mm hmm. So by the time my husband was put on quarantine, he was already on day four of it. Mm-hmm. So when you test positive, you're quarantined for 10 days. Right. And then during that time you're at home, 811 is really, really good, and they call you like pretty much daily to mm-hmm. check on you mm-hmm. to find out if anybody's symptoms have changed or have progressed any further.
3: At what point? Did they say, if you feel this, you've got to go to the hospital, you've got to call 911, you've got to seek medical attention?
4: It's the typical, if you have difficulty breathing, if you're fighting to breathe that sort of a situation. It's your, it's respiratory.
3: Well, De- but just hearing your... Like, you sound like shit, Deb. Like you, <laughs> I know you, I sound like shit. D- like, you have... Ha- like it doesn't you, hurt. You, you, do- you had to have thought at some point when this started to, to go downhill like this that i have mm-hmm. What am I doing at home under quarantine? I have got to be at the hospital, don't you?
4: I, I did. At some... At a few points, I struggled, and once I went and was not admitted I didn't want to be... Um, I never wanted to be admitted in the hospital, and I never wanted to be vented. Sure. So I stayed at home in contact with my pulmonologist because I have asthma, Mm -hmm. and I stayed in contact with my rheumatologist because I also have lupus.
2: Because you have which, sorry? Lupus.
4: Lupus. I have lupus. Okay. Yeah. On top of that, they kind of of referred to me as a triple threat because I'm also a cancer survivor.
3: Oh, oh wow. my God! So you're immune compromised to the nth degree. I of am. This.
4: I am immune compromised to like the health.
3: Yeah, yeah. but yet
2: stay at home. You didn't right. have to go to the
3: hospital. So with mm-hmm. with well.
4: ten
2: days as part of your isolation, were you fine within the ten days, or is that the, myself?
4: The, hell no. Okay. My family, yes. Okay. So yes, they the they got over it
2: in ten thing. days, and then are you are you determined after the ten days that you're you can go about? life like you're no longer yes you can okay
4: you can but because i worked like i worked in ems and i still work casual in ems um i'm a smart cookie so i made sure that when my family was cleared from their quarantine and they were allowed to go about normal life again i said get a letter get a letter from ahs that states you are clear Mm -hmm. because i just you, you just need that proof. They don't automatically give you the letters of clearance. Right. And it's a good thing that I had made sure that we had them. Because, oh my God, like if we could talk for hours, you guys, and I could tell you what we went through. But in the short of it, when my daughter was released from quarantine, she had to go and pick up a few things. My daughter had the RCMP called on her.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh.
4: Um, Someone...
3: Someone ratted yeah. on her? Right, because she wasn't quarantining.
4: Okay, yeah. But, but yet she was cleared. She didn't right. have to be quarantined right. Right. anymore. Right, right, yeah. So the RCMP phoned her, and she's on the side of the road crying. Yeah. Um, she had to produce our clearance letter, her clearance letter to the constable, and the person who laid the, who called them had said, by the way, her dad is out there spreading COVID also. So she mm-hmm. also had to send oh. his letter
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: So the stigma that is attached with this virus... Is so so terrible. You
3: know what? You've, I've never thought about people who recover from COVID reassimilating into society mm-hmm. and the fear that people might have if they are in if they're aware that somebody has been through it. Right?
4: It's and horrible.
3: You're about to face that, I guess. Right? Deb? Like it's you're going horrible. back to work tomorrow. Is that correct? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm transitioning. Back Sounding forward. like this, though, yeah. right?
4: Yeah. Like oh it's man, it matters what it feel like. Nothing. Like I can't. I miss my voice. Trust me, I miss my voice.
3: I think he sounds sexy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to say it.
3: So, Depp, you've you've had cancer, lupus, asthma, you had COVID. You've clearly had a flu or two in your life. Yeah. Um you've you've clearly been sick on different levels. I don't know if you've yeah. broken any bones or sprained yep, any I've ligaments or anything. Yep,
4: I've uh, done it all. I've had knee surgery. Uh put the ex- I've had
3: three kids. Okay, yeah. Right. Put okay, labor oh. is another big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh put the experience of COVID somewhere in that rank as far as uncomfortable, discomfort, fearful, scared, um, all of those feelings.
4: Straight up hell.
3: Worse than all of the
4: other ones? Oh my God. Oh God. Oh Wait. Straight up hell. Like you, you can't move. Your fever is so high that if you roll, if you try to roll over, like your blankets are soaked because you're sweating.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Like it's, it's, it's horrible. Like it's worse than any flu that I've ever had in the past. It's the same virus. It's the coronavirus. It's the same virus that causes the flu and that causes colds. But it's multiplied and it's not a good time guys. No.
3: And you've been through cancer. Right. Yes. And this was hell.
4: This is hell. Wow. I'm still I'm still struggling. I still have a lot of things that are not right as they say. And I if you guys have heard the term or not, um I have been classified as what they call a long hauler. Okay.
3: No, what does that mean? I don't know what that means.
4: That is for the people who are still struggling who um have Deficits and persistent symptoms and things that are going on from having COVID. Jesus. So I still get short of breath if I'm doing something active, like over exerting myself. Yeah, so does Dylan, though. Yeah. <laughs> but having a baby was worse, right?
3: No. Yeah, I was no. A, no, Not no. Oh worse. dear God, straight up hell.
4: So straight up hell because you can have an epidural when you're having a baby,
3: right? If, if, if you're a long hauler, are you sure you should go back to work? Like, it's okay for you to go back to work for yourself and for the people you... Well, I guess you, you work out with... I am dead, not
4: contagious. You're I just not. want to get that out there. Yeah. Anybody who is listening, anybody who has had COVID yeah. and has done quarantine and gone through it all, they are no longer contagious whatsoever. Right.
3: Okay. Um, and But are you feeling up to
4: going to work?
3: It it sounds like
4: modified hours, yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being kind of normal again, if that makes
3: sense. Sure,
4: well,
2: you're gonna have to wear a mask at work, and will that restrict breathing? Would that be a problem, or not at all?
4: I'm not going to be doing where I need to be wearing a mask at first, I'm gonna ease my way in really slowly.
3: Okay, Okay. wow. Well, we're glad to hear from you. Um, and so have they said anything we asked this about Matt too because Matt uh, who was on just before you, is 19 years old he's, he got COVID he's the youngest person in Canada to get COVID um, and, or, or to go into the ICU um, have they said be on the lookout for anything now that you've recovered
4: what they have said is that we should, we should you know in quotation that we should have immunity but mm. that doesn't clear us right Of reinfection, there is a possibility because nobody really knows. So everybody is in a CYA sort of a position and giving you all of this information and watch for this. And if you start to feel this again, then you need to be re-swabbed and you have to start all over again.
2: So we need to ask the question uh, for those who don't necessarily believe COVID is real. It's just a flu. It's not that big a deal. It's a hoax. Why are we wearing masks? What would you say?
4: I would say it's real. You need to to protect yourself. I'm not... This is going to sound really bad, but I'm not a real huge mask in favor of the mask business. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Keep your distance. Don't hack on me. Don't be near me. Mm -hmm. Wash your damn hands. Mm -hmm. Wash your damn hands. That's your best defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Don't touch your face.
2: I'm touching my face right now. Oh, man. Don't touch touch your face.
4: My
3: goodness. All right. And, Deb. and worse than cancer or having children or having lupus uh, or breaking sure. bones or spraining wow thank okay. you Deb yeah, and
0: it, don't it, worry about awesome. the voice oh, it's 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 hot
3: yeah Robbie's kind uh, yeah, of Robbie, Robbie hasn't really paid much attention awesome. he's just I
2: listening
0: to your voice
3: Deb we love you very much we love all I the love years that we've too. talked with you and we're glad you're okay we hope you get better and uh, uh, we're glad you're heading back to work thanks Deb
4: thanks guys
3: bye 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 bye
2: bye Yeah, that's not the story I needed to hear today.
3: Okay, so well...
2: That that double whammy's not necessarily what I wanted. (laughs) So I guess we could wrap up there. Oh, no, you you want to
3: know that interesting story about September.
2: Worse than pregnancy, worse than cancer. I know. Oh, yeah, no, we really need to know the interesting story about September. But more so, Mm -hmm. what's in the box? September, if you don't
3: know this, was actually at one time the seventh month of the year. Look at that. Sept. Yes, it was the seventh month what happened of another the one just year. came out of nowhere you know the story I don't Julius Caesar oh. Augustus Caesar wanted Are to you? have months named after them mm-hmm. Julius Caesar had a 30-day mo- or a 31 day month Augustus whittled his way in there got him to move everything around mm-hmm. so he just jan- they wedged in August in between July and September making September the ninth month. Because Julius took over the I don't know something like that sounds Look, pretty Trumpy. It went from seven to nine. Okay, okay. Julius and, and Augustus wedged their way into the Are summertime. You this up? Julius got the thirty one day month, and then Augustus put up a big hump. No way, a big yeah yeah. Throw a little hissy fit, and mm-hmm. then they said, "Fine, you can have thirty one days.
2: We'll take it from February." Look at that. And you're making that up. Uh-huh. Here's what uh, I don't know if that's true. We will have to fact check that, that, that.
3: Interesting. It is
2: International Podcast Day, though. A little it's tip of the hat, tip hat to that. Is that right. September well, it's 30th. It's a good thing we're one of the only people that do one. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. So you can only get this one. Uh huh. Okay, what's Happy in the Happy
3: International Podcast. What's day? in the box? Thanks for listening to that the was. After show, show.
0: On the live show, you I don't think promised. we've had that many texts about our podcast. People have tuned into this to hear what's in the box. I
3: shouldn't be embarrassed about this, right? No, I'm not at all. The, I don't I'm I don't know what's in it. Few people that own their experimentation, right? They're.
2: Obviously, it's You're something... You're not owning anything right now.
3: Obviously, it's something intimate, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you everything that's in the box. Oh, come okay?
2: on. Just, I'm not telling you
3: everything. I got to keep a few things for me. I mean, these are all for me. So, the concern here is that I've got a box in my house. Okay. And snooping through the house may lead to my kids finding this box. So, I've got to find a good place for it. Uh, but I've also got to find a good place where I have access for it, right? Well, God forbid I keep it in, like somebody messaged today, well, keep it in the trunk of your car. Well, God forbid I do that and get an oil change. <laughs> you know, or get service on my car. Pulled over. Like imagine that. Accident, kid, yeah, I, get a oil, I get pulled over. I get pulled An accident. Oh my God. And it's all over the highway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what I, is it? I'd rather be all over the highway than the box be all over the highway. That's, oh, that's concerning. <laughs> so if I can't keep it in the car.
2: Um, I think the reason you have to say what's in the box yeah. more than anything okay. is because you can't even begin to fathom where our heads go. Like when you say box and mysterious well, and personal and for me, no one ever thinks like, oh, I bet you it's something cute. Can, can I not fathom?
3: What? Because you and I, we're all very close and you guys know a lot of stuff about me that sure. I could never bring live on the radio just because it's it's content that can't go on, yeah. on yeah. Okay, But yeah. you're not just radio.
2: talking to us. Like imagine yeah. someone driving their truck this morning and you go like, I can't have anyone know what's in the box. Like the things that they will immediately think, okay. like they probably think you're some disgusting something. No, but here's what I want.
3: Here's why I'm doing this. Okay. <laughs> because i am sick and tired of moving not, the box not sick, <laughs> i'm sick and tired of moving the box no i am i i have grown up through the years and i am i am not cool with having to feel shame about anything about anything really okay. right like what, what's a good one the sti- what did deb just say the stigma on people who have recovered from covid right. the stigma of anybody that suffers through mental illness right we're trying to break down these barriers of stigma why can't certain Intimate preferences also fall under that. Why are we embarrassed about it? You're the one that's embarrassed. Why I am, not? You're not telling I us. I am not embarrassed, but the minute I tell you, I'm not going to get, oh, that's totally cool that you do that. You're not going to be supportive of it. You're going to do this. What? You don't well, know. Okay. You don't give us that opportunity. Oh, I know. We never could. I know, because some of the things I've told you in the past or pictures I've shown you, which is weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing for coworkers mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. but you've gone like this. Okay. Yeah. That's oh my God. Strange, right?
2: Yeah, well, no. Okay. I not something I was expecting. Our, our three-way text that yes. we have together is yeah. something else because that <laughs> is incredible. At
3: forty-four years old, I have finally decided that I am no longer going to live a life of not being open and honest. That's not about true.
2: It. Or you tell us what's in the box. You're lying to us right now. Because, well, some of it has to be private for me,
3: right? Okay, <laughs> okay. And, and, um, what was the other thing? And I have a saying when it comes to just any sort of relationship experience, whether it's emotional or physical intimacy. I have a saying. What do I say, Dylan?
0: Yeah, uh, you can't not try some, until you try it. Yeah, yeah, try something once.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't say no until you try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't be weirded out by something until you try it. Now, obviously, everybody's got their boundaries, and they, there's some things you know. There's some some boundaries that I have where I'm like, no, I don't think I'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just I just kind of so you go against your own thing is what so, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But there oh, yeah, there are a handful of ones that are a little extreme for me, but I'm not judging anybody else for being uh, interested in them. It's just myself. I'm not interested in them. Sure. Just like some of the things. I'm interested in mm-hmm. Which I'm probably About to tell you mm-hmm. You're not interested in
2: Which is totally fine I'm not worried I don't need to be interested In what you're interested in I'm interested in What's in the box though. I know you are I, I I am I just All I'm telling you mm-hmm. And it's important That you know Is mm-hmm. that people's People's heads right now Are, are at the worst Possible place well, like, they, the, like they're going to places That you probably Even haven't thought of But what is the worst Possible place I, I can't even say Some of them Okay There's some things that they're like morbid they, things Things you'd see On the dark net Things that you see on the dark net, things that people get charged for. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, no, no, no. There's nothing violent
3: in this box. Okay. But okay. this
2: is where people's heads are going because you're right. like, I can't say what's in the box. So immediately, it's not like they think, like, oh, he probably cuddles a Care Bear at night. Oh, God. Like, that's I, I not can't. what happens. You're not I want, like.
3: I really don't know if I want to do this.
2: I'm just saying, by by even teasing the box and saying <laughs> that you need to hide it and you don't want your girlfriend to see it, people are it's, going to the worst now, case scenario. Now,
3: listen, it's not that I don't want my girlfriend to see it. It's a, So one day we were in my closet and I had it way up high on the the top shelf right and she's like hey what's up in there Mm -hmm. and we were we were at a point in our relationship with where we we had a strong relationship and it was good and things were going well and we were in love with one another but i don't think i was ready to just say oh yeah let's take it down and let's take a take a take a journey through the box fair so i told her it was just stuff i used to wear when i ran outdoors
2: Mm.
3: (laughs) that wasn't true
2: no no that
3: was a lie (laughs) and then immediately i thought oh damn it i gotta do something with this box And then I wouldn't let like, and she was spending the weekend and I thought every time I thought like I would go downstairs and she'd be like getting ready or, you know, putting her makeup on or in the shower, I thought I can't, I gotta, I gotta hover. Because the right, minute I'm right, going to go right, right. she's going to be like let's see if it really was running stuff. So the whole time I'm looking at it I'm seeing if she's adjusted it or touched it and that's why I'm so worried. Like do
2: can you snoop on your significant other? Mm-hmm. See, but I think it would also be better mm-hmm. if you were to describe what's in the box to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because like if I like let's just say I'm rolling through your box on my own, Yes. my head also goes to a bunch of different places like how does that work what and is this where thing? does he put that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like those sort of things whereas at least if you describe what's in the box you can say and this is why or this is how and this is what it makes uh, me feel yeah instead of like like you don't, you do not want someone to find the box on their own without yeah. without you telling them about yeah. it yeah because then i mean then there's questions and then there's visuals well that's, that's the just, thing that's i know i'm lot. gonna get
3: questions here and uh i don't okay <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> i'm
3: really trying to figure out a way to say this now you're struggling with this that well that sounds um here's me here's my fear Okay, this is my fear, because there is a stigma to some people's kinks.
2: You said you don't want to have that, though. I don't want to have that. You but would be it, but a great ambassador it exists. if you stepped forward. So
3: here's a handful of fears that I have okay. before I reveal one of the items. Not all of this. Ah. Some of those items I'm going to keep personal to myself. You did say okay? just one. And I, I'm afraid you guys could never look me in the eye again if I told you all of
2: them. See, and then that's where I go back to the, like, <laughs> this is something weird, something, something that I, I, I worry. So my fear
3: is, is there are some rather uh, conservative people. Right? or judgment-loaded people who might be listening to this. Your mom. <laughs> or my mom. <laughs> I would try to see if she knew. <laughs> who, my, Trudy, you can turn it off now. Who <laughs> might be listening to this and then actually say, I can't ha- I I can't look at it the same way. I can't handle this. That's disgusting. What a freak, what a weirdo. Oh my, what is in the box? <laughs> no, but I'm but different people have different thresholds of what's strange or what's different to them, right? For sure. So like if you say you like to open your eyes while you're kissing. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Oh, that's disgusting. I could never be with you." Well, it's pretty benign for some people. Mm-hmm. Right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's true, right? Like I, I posted a video of myself eating a kiwi with the skin the other day. Yeah, you're the a am- freak.
2: You're, the a American freak nature, call me a you're a freak of nature. A weirdo. That's right. Right? Yeah, I don't know like if I people want- are going to stop listening to you because of that. <laughs> but they <laughs> What are you doing in the box?
3: Yeah, Robbie is to kiwi as Pepper is to a pair of shoes. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the special shoes. Uh, What's a special? Well, they're special not moon shoe? boots or mucklucks, Robbie. What do you think they are? So it's well documented, and I came out a long time ago uh, with my foot fetish,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
3: it's well documented that I did. So what are the
2: shoes doing? They're just (laughs) they're just happy. They're they're just there. They make me happy. uh, Are you wearing the shoes? No, I'm not wearing. God, they wouldn't fit. What on earth? not a judgment place. No. Trying to think, think of what you would do with I a see. shoe. I see. I told you that it, you would look at it differently no, than I'm just I do. R- I don't understand what you do with a shoe. If you're not wearing a shoe, what's a shoe for? I have an idea. Okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a good idea what he's
0: doing
3: with that shoe. So I have a foot thing, Right. Are they like Nikes? And I have they no, they're not Nikes. <laughs> like a Converse? It's like it's a it, it's a slide, Dylan. It's just some some flip-flops that I have. No, they're they're <laughs> shoes. I have a thing for shoes. I have
2: a, a, like a high a heel. shoe
3: fetish. It's like a, a high heel. heel. It's a, yeah. Where okay. are you sticking the heel?
2: Okay, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> what? No, <sighs> I'm not judging. I'm I'm questioning with it's a high God, pitch. are we really gonna poke to this, Robbie? I uh, I think we should. Why? What's wrong?
0: It's, you like no shame. shoe, no judgment. We're not making fun of you. I, I like pots and pans. What's
2: I'm, the
3: big deal? I'm cool with you guys not judging me, but you've got to see that I'm opening myself up a great deal here. Because you like a shoe.
2: Everyone knows about your weird foot thing. Do you take okay, the pots collecting
3: and pa- shoes? Is is uh, you uh, collect them? Well, there's a story. now do you, do you steal them or do you buy them? There is a story. I'm now. ready for it. I think. <sighs> It's it's an emotional it's emotional like let me, it's, okay
2: let me take a, a, a quick sip of, of this okay okay it's not a happy story I'm gonna tell you the story it's not a happy story oh, will
3: it explain anything it's really it's actually gut wrenching to tell you the story oh boy okay and it's also super weird I what
2: did hear from one of our like our big managers recently that opening up about your life is what they want in this industry. Okay. They want you to open up about your life yeah. and be vulnerable. Okay. So do you feel either of those right now?
3: Um... <laughs> Yeah, I feel okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think you're doing I'm okay exactly. sharing. I'm okay oversharing. I'm just making sure that everybody understands that what we're getting into here may not be everybody's cup of tea. And for me, for the longest time in my life, I didn't know why this was. Okay, and I so, couldn't but like, what's explain some of happen? these interests. And I felt great shame for some of these interests. And I hid some of these interests. This
2: is great. And I mean, literally the worst thing that will happen once yes. you share this is like people at your comedy shows might throw shoes. <laughs> but I think you like that. You're <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like this will be a good thing okay and it's it's
3: funny too because uh the reason that not the reason the reason i became so attracted to sherry um is well there's a lot of reasons i find her um one of the smartest people i've ever met Mm -hmm. and she's the funniest human being i've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. um i find her incredibly attractive and gorgeous but what first attracted me to her is she's a shoe collector She collects shoes. She has wonderful shoes. Does she have a box? So, um, I first, the first time I met her. I remember the first time I met her, and I was married at the time, and everything. But the first time I met her, I saw her shoes, and I couldn't get her sho- I couldn't get her shoes out of my mind. Weird. There's been like three people in my life where, yeah. when I think of them, I think of their shoes. First. Remember that one always girlfriend you
2: had? You drove all the way to Calgary and back in like seven hours in Grace. one day. Yes. that's yes. why he did. that. You yes. did it because of the shoe. Yes. I had no idea. I thought, well, can't you just order them yes. online? You thought
3: that was strange. So I was dating a girl who had. Uh, she was a rather Tall girl Mm -hmm. Um, She was incredibly tall Rather tall She was I think What was she Like 6'9 Or something like that I think so Close (laughs) Anyway So she had uh, What goes along With tall people Are long feet and um is so that a better thing? In this, she had. To, yeah, it is. Uh, okay. So she had to special order her shoes. She couldn't get them at the stores, and she had a penchant <laughs> for very high end shoes. So for a present, I decided because we went to we went to Holt Renfrew when it used to be open downtown. Mm-hmm. We went to the Holt Renfrew, and she says, "Oh my god, I love these shoes so much." Were not they like Jimmy Choo shoes? The, something like that. I can't remember what they were. I love these shoes so much, but they never have my size. So sweet boyfriend that I am, I decided I would call down to to Calgary. Or right. Call to special order, and they say we've got a pair in Calgary. And you drove. So that I drove day. all the way. I left work. I drove all the way to Calgary. I bought the shoes. I came all the way back and gave them to her, and she was thrilled. Like she was absolutely. It thrilled. was a
2: super sweet thing. I just didn't realize there was a whole box. Don't think right, I didn't right. enjoy
3: the process of buying shoes. What is is the you,
2: thing. Did, you just, did you buckle them in on the way home? <laughs> like next to you, looking over. I'll at the be shoe? honest with you. I
3: opened the box <laughs> and looked at them while I was driving. Okay, oh, I need to know more man. about this. Okay, okay,
2: where so, is this coming from?
3: I don't know where it comes from. Okay. I really don't. And it came later in life. Like, I've had a very uh, odd, uh, intimate kind of craving lifestyle okay. for a long, long time. And I was introduced to a lot of it uh, through, through uh, a handful of people in my life, uh, mainly that tall girl. Right. Yes. Um, anyway, um, but... It, it it manifested as I got a little older and I couldn't control it. I couldn't understand it. And I spent a great deal of time in talk therapy trying to figure it out, to which it was normalized 100% in talk therapy. Like it wasn't even a talking point. Like the, only the times, shoe or the
2: foot? Because I know a lot of guys. The shoe uh, and the foot. The foot the shoe thing and the foot. is, is a lot of yeah, guys. Yeah, Oh no,
3: absolutely. It's as far super, as fetishes go, it's common. It's yeah. super,
2: super common,
3: but even more common than, than the fetish itself is the reaction of, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. So you can think about me um, as a single guy after my marriage ended both times, um, as a single guy trying to figure out a way to express my penchant for feet, but not get, freak
2: somebody out. Okay, but, so, I, I, I don't mean disrespect, but there will sound like it, I'm sure. But, okay. like, so, do, when you break up with your wife the first time...
3: And she wasn't in a
2: feed. Right, do you go... But she was also
3: a soccer player, so
2: <laughs> I moved on. Do you go to the store and get yourself some shoes to look... Or is it only okay. because of who owns the shoes and you see... Like, how does that work? So, let me take you to the traumatizing story,
3: okay? okay yeah, so, yeah. I went through uh, what can only be uh, described as an obsessive addiction
2: to... Shoes. Okay. Um, like, uh, your, you, like your own or uh, like others? No, not my own. Well, I'm you very, like <laughs> shoes too, though. I'm You're wearing a-, a pair of Vans right now. Dude. <laughs> okay. It's not
3: that big a deal. I don't know if they're hot or not. I don't know these uh, things. I became, uh, yeah, I just became hooked. Hooked, okay. hooked on it to a point where I felt like I couldn't really control myself. Like I was addicted to it, right? You hear about addictions to alcohol, addictions to drugs, addictions to porn, very common, mm-hmm, right? Sure. This was kind of my, this was my porn, to be totally honest.
2: So I would be looking online at shoes. Okay. Would you ever go to the store and look at them physically and touch them?
3: Uh, Not physically touch them, um, but I would, yeah, I would, I would, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't want to get this far. (laughs) Oh, well, here we are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I went browsing. I'm browsing for my girlfriend. Sure. I did that. Yeah, I did that. Okay. 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 Uh, but I was always shopping until I took that next say You hear about this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. About people with addictions and compulsions. Yeah, it's the guy who, who's smoking marijuana
2: who tries right. uh, cocaine right. for the first time. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so browsing it and looking at pictures online was the gateway drug, mm-hmm. um, to, and then I purchased a pair online. Okay. Because
2: okay. you didn't want to go in the store and face somebody? Oh, A hundred
3: percent, of course.
2: Right. By the way, I'm really happy yeah. that it was shoes in the box and not something else. <laughs> well, there are other things in the box. Okay, Uh-oh. let's just focus That's, on shoes today. Let's just focus on yeah, this okay, one. Okay, okay. So, um,
3: one led to another. Oh, this is awful. I don't want to tell this story. Why? This What's is a, awful. The, I,
2: honestly, there's nothing that you've told that isn't, like, it, like maybe it's a di- it's different than what uh, I do, but that you, doesn't make it wrong. Here's what I'll request,
3: okay? If you're listening to this and you want to turn it off because you're just completely just shocked or flabbergasted or annoyed, don't hold it against Dylan or Robbie. Thanks, I appreciate or it. Who are you? And yeah, but why and would they? Please don't message me and say I'm a sicko. You're please not. don't do that. No, that's all I'm asking for. You can message me and be like, "Hey," you can send me pictures of your feet. If you
4: want.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I think that's weird. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll reveal this, and then I'm, then I mean, well, ask your question. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one thing led to another, and my addiction got out of control. Completely. I know you know this about me. I've got an incredibly addictive personality. Right. I've been trying to quit alcohol now I've for been two years. Battling straight. that, a huge deal. And uh, but it was shoes for a while, and the addiction got out of control. And next thing I know, I've got all these shoes. I've got uh, a wife. I've got two kids. And I've got this secret addiction where the volume of my collection is getting so big, I don't know where to
2: put it. Does she know you have this? No.
3: she, Kristen never knew anything about this.
2: So where are you putting shoes? How are you getting them? How you, like well, how does she okay, not so, well,
3: with- so one pair Let us so, And then I started throwing out the boxes, right? Right. Okay. Because here's, here's the- she's going to think you're cheating so, or something. Well, yeah. at, uh, right. So at first, I was buying her size of shoes. Because mm. if she found them, I'm like, surprise! Ah, ah, right. yeah. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Good, Good liar. But the thing, she had such small feet- that they were hard to get a, a, a wide, a, size? A, a wide variety. The size oh, okay. that appealed to you wasn't ad- available. Right. right, exactly. Okay, so. The the fives turned into the sevens turned into, right? and then they just you know and then the and then the styles of her preference kind of they weren't all her and I knew her shoes well enough to know where what are she you liked keeping so these in the house? Well, it starts to get out of control. So at first, I was keeping them, right some. So the best kept secrets are sometimes hidden right in, in plain sight. Right. I was keeping them in the closet, just on my side, like kind of covered by where my shirts were. But uh, the collection grew and grew. Okay. So and then I started putting them in the basement. But then the collection grew and grew. And I was always worried when they weren't somewhere hidden well and they were hiding in plain sight that somebody was going to stumble across these.
2: Okay, but like- Then so- they
3: were in the garden shed for a while. <laughs>
2: uh-
3: <laughs> Well, what I didn't like about the garden shed was that it was really, it was a real, it was spidery and it was a real nuisance to get at when there was a lot of snow on the ground. Yes. Okay. Right, yes.
2: Okay. Because so, I like
3: to grant myself access to these shoes every once in a while. Just, you don't need to know all of that. Okay. okay no, fair okay, enough. will yeah. okay.
2: okay. So how many are we talking though? I, I don't more. like
3: any of this conversation. I love all of way. it. I, mean, I think I'm this is sweating great. through my What's orange shirt to today. Do. Okay. I, I,
2: okay. But okay. How many were there? Like, what are we talking? Like you say there was a lot, there was an addiction, but are we talking like five pairs of shoes? Well, there was
3: one and then there was two and then there was three and then there was four and then there was five and then I hit a couple bogos. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Good sales, two for <laughs> one. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, and then uh, before I knew it, there was a, it was a guard, I had to get rid of the boxes. Right. I had to get rid of the boxes. Yeah. And uh, because they were just taking up so much space and then I started carrying them in garbage, in a garbage bag. And so okay. I had, Like uh, in the, the back of your car? car? Uh, like, a, well, here we go. So, and then I had nowhere else to put it and then we circle back to keeping stuff in my trunk. So I had a, Garbage! Please don't judge me on this one. Okay, we, we this won't. one's awful. Okay, okay. Um, so we had a, I had a I had a garbage bag of shoes in my trunk. The collection grew and grew until I got to the point where I was only keeping one of each shoe.
2: Why I didn't want so many? Because I had so many. How much money have you spent on
3: shoes? Thousands of dollars. Holy thousands and boy. thousands of dollars.
2: Because like the nicer the shoe, obviously you're going to have to spend more they money. Are
3: yes, exactly.
2: Holy okay. <sighs>
3: So, this is, this is hard for me to tell, okay? Because it's, it's a window into how awful.
2: Well, if it's too um, much, we can cut it out, but let's hear it.
3: Uh, and it's not, this isn't, this isn't kink related at all, but this is just an awful window into, and I think you might know part of that. You know what, if I, if I tell you this, you'll probably go like, yeah, I could see this happening. Uh, so, Kristen, my ex and I, um, were toxic. We all know
2: this. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, We loved each other deeply, still do. Um, But we were in a spot where it was just a horrible relationship. Mm -hmm. And it got um, incredibly explosive. Incredibly explosive. Um, The best thing you can do as a a spouse is to listen and talk calmly. Um, The worst thing you can do is what we did. Is we just we would fight and yell and it was about winning and it was about hurting each other. It was terrible. It was terrible. And you guys knew this. Mm-hmm. You always told me. Oh yeah. You're both great people, but you're just horrible for one another. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point when you get so highly emotional and both of us get get heated rather easily, um, where we didn't care who was watching the fight or who was witnessing the fight at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> including yep. the kids, right? Robbie, you're a child of divorce. Do you do you remember fights from your parents, or were they re- relatively quiet? I was I was a lot
0: younger. I yeah. think actually no, because your kids they they're growing up so fast. But you know, I was pretty young, so I don't remember anything vividly of my parents uh, fighting.
3: Anyway, don't judge me on this one either. Okay, so our. F- Fights would be super explosive and the kids would witness these. Yes. The kids would cry and they would be afraid mm-hmm. and we were scarring the children. Do
2: you think they'll remember? Like they, they remember the these fights? Like they were old yes, enough? Yes, it's oh, okay. why
3: when we had that conversation a while ago about, hey, what would you think if mom and dad uh, ever got back together? They're Like, dear God, no, never okay, do it so again. Okay, so they knew. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, there are probably, per, there's probably permanent emotional damage from them witnessing how much we hate each other. In fact, I would say that us breaking up was probably a relief to our kids. That okay. we finally came to our senses. They were probably much like you guys. They'd be uh, like, yeah. what are you guys doing? And they saw it even like, more than Like, break us. up. Like, they were relieved when we finally right. split up, right? And then they see how happy we are and how great of friends we remain to be. And I think everybody's happy. Anyhow. So, my son got scared. And what my son does when he gets scared when mom and dad are fighting is he does what most kids do. And he likes to run away and hide. Right? In the Not shed just, or the
2: car, where did he go?
3: He was hiding in the trunk of my car. <clears throat> Okay. Um, ter- trembling, terrified. Now we didn't know where he was. Right. So Chris and I got into our big explosive fight, and the whole cycle where we we fight and fight and fight and fight, and then we try and talk it out, and then all of a sudden Tyler's crying in her room, and we can't find out, find where Riley is. And Kristen says, "Where's Riley?" I said, "I don't know where Riley is." And you know, you're in a really weird headspace. And uh, then Kristen finally goes down into the garage and opens the hatch. It's an SUV that I had, so it's not a trunk; it's a backspace. Um, and opens it up and he's hiding in the back and there's a bag there and Kristen finds the bag. Oh,
2: and how do you talk your way out of one pair of shoe and 30 different ones of them? So Riley was young enough not to really know
3: anything Mm -hmm. about the bag, Mm -hmm. right? And I am stuck here having to admit to an, uh, a kinky obsession of mine, a Mm -hmm. very private and personal kinky obsession of mine.
2: Mm -hmm. In the middle of a fight.
3: In the middle of a fight where, you know, the conversation was going in all sorts of ugly directions. (laughs) And her really having a challenging time wrapping my head around that this could just be an obsessive uh, uh, collection of mine. And these could belong to somebody. And why am I collecting and keeping all of these?
2: Well, it would seem on the surface immediately to anyone, especially mm-hmm. during a fight, mm-hmm. that you were cheating somehow. Oh, sure. Yeah. That'd be the first thing that would pop yeah. into a mind. Oh, you, absolutely. You, you don't think like, wow, he's got an obsession with shoes and probably likes to buy himself a lot. Right. Like that's just, I, I think that's like the furthest from where she would go.
3: Right.
2: So it, did it, she Well, think it he was.
3: He were, she never got, she never went there.
2: Oh, never at all. No.
3: So she thought you were lying immediately. Well, she just, she was very confused by all of it. And I think Rightfully that he, so Well and I think that to, she, But like one of the things that she And she didn't sort through the bag She just kind of looked at it And I think had she sorted through it And said well why are they all right shoes mm-hmm. You know why, why are there no matching pairs in here Maybe she would have Been able to conclude But I was still at that point Where I was feeling So, uh, so much shame for this Where would you put the left shoe In the garbage Oh no I would take them to dumpsters Around the city like dumb. It was like I was getting rid of a body, man. Like it was wow. really weird. Yeah. It was really weird cuz oh my god, I couldn't put him in the garbage can at home. You get you get caught. Right. So it, it just it, it got to the point where I was still like very private about it and felt a great deal of shame of like I felt an incredible amount of shame like after I would you know buy these shoes and they would come to the house or I would it, you know got to the point where I was going to stores to buy them and then I would come home and be like I just spent $240 on a pair of
2: shoes what am I doing on like, on we, one shoe yeah, cuz like, I'm getting rid of the other one like, anyway like, what am I doing and I mm-hmm. feel the shame and it for this like just Do you know that there could be Like, somewhere out there, the perfect size nine (laughs) woman with a peg leg. I was just thinking that. And, like, you had thrown all these out. You could have been, like, buddies. Like, you could have found her on Craigslist. So wasteful (laughs) of me. You could have helped out. And I mean no offense by that, but you Uh, could have helped someone.
3: Anyway, so um, (laughs) that day was really one of those moments, because we were in this heated uh, situation, we were in this fight, because we were so worried about Riley, because we were so confused about this bag of left or right-footed shoes in in, in my trunk, that it just never really got addressed. It just kind of, I never wanted to bring it up and face the conversation. if you didn't have to. And I think she really didn't either, but I think that was the day that she thought, okay, I don't know if this guy's for me. (laughs) Really? Right? Because Kristen was more conservative with this sort of thing. Sure. But I never get... You know what, though? I never, ever, ever, and still to this day, and my God, I hope she's not hearing this, uh, because she doesn't know any of this. Not know any of this. She doesn't know any of this? She doesn't know any of this. She listens to this, she's like, oh, that's what the bag was. Um, well, that might be good for her to hear. But still to this day, like, I've never, we've never had conversations about my... It wasn't until recently that it came out.
2: Was it the big tall girl that made you feel comfortable with it? Um...
3: Mm, or you weren't even comfortable no, Then no. It was the big tall girl that that kind of that that put it in motion. Okay, right. right. They, it, it was just this subtle interest that I had. Like I was attracted to 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 that part of of of, of the body, mm-hmm. um, and then and 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 shoes. And like I was like, oh wow, those are. Friggin' hot shoes you know like I would just you know that, that's guy kind of, but it wasn't until that got set in motion and then one thing led to another and and uh, because she was very open she was open with all sorts of things mm-hmm. um, and then and and then one of the saving graces to all of it though with with now and I won't give you too many details about my current relationship with that fetish but uh, when we did talk about it on the air me just enjoying feet yes <laughs> well she heard that okay. That's the, uh, anybody who's got a kink or an obsession or something that they want to try and figure out how to break it to their partner, mm-hmm. get a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the way yeah. to do it. You do have to put up with the odd person saying, you're weird yeah. for can yeah. feet. But hey, you know what I'm really into? Handcuffs and ball gags. You say that on the air, mm-hmm. next thing you know, you get home, there's a sex pillow and the handcuffs. There okay. you go. You know, know
2: like, a couple more items from the box. Yeah, no, you don't know what's <laughs> in the box. There is a ball gag. Okay. There is
3: a ball, no
2: handcuffs though. Okay. I, I haven't done the hand. handcuffs. No, okay. Yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting to like. I honestly think this is the really ball gag though. was a gag. It was a joke. Okay, yeah,
3: uh, but I used it. It was
2: for when we did a bit on the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
3: Right. We read Fifty Shades of Grey with a ball gag All in right, to see if somebody right, could. Right. Right, and then I just took it home and yeah, save it for the another box. day. Yeah.
2: Um, I think it's great. I think it... it, it no, honestly, <laughs> no I do. judgment, man. I think <laughs> it's great because there are people right now hearing yeah, this that no. just finished that, and some people will obviously have like jaw on on the ground going like, oh. And then there are other people that go like, oh my God, that that makes me feel so good because I have a real thing for... elbows right. or whatever if, it might if, be, if, I don't if know. If
3: this can be a public service of any sort, right? But it has to be. If it can be, let, let me assure anybody, right? Because it wasn't until I started to open up and talk about it in therapy and about how much shame I feel for it. Right. That they said, no, don't worry about it. Like, own it, embrace it, love it. That's part of who you are. And by the way, there are, you are a one out of 10 when it comes to the some of the strange stuff out there. Sure. Right?
2: sure, sure. Sure.
3: Like, you can punch your keyboard and then type fetish after it, yeah. and you'll find something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll I, find
3: absolutely everything.
2: Honestly, with, with with what I was hearing about the box, yeah. this is a one, maybe a two out of 10. Okay, good. Like, that I thought. Like, yeah. I was thinking 10. It adds up, though. I think it was like 15. <laughs> I was thinking like 25. Well, there's some 20s in there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe another day. But well, baby steps. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, Slow. slowly. I don't. I grew up completely different, yeah. and therefore uh, I don't have what you have. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you have. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with not having uh, what you have. Yeah, but I just—it's so different uh, than my world that I love hearing about it. Yeah, and that's why I, I like when you tell these stories because, uh, like, I don't—you I, and I think differently. Well,
3: and my concern has always been that somebody who thinks more conservatively, like you do, will hear this and just think. It's disgusting. It's there. There's no way to hear. Oh my God. Right. It's one thing to be like, oh yeah, that doesn't interest me. But it's another thing to be like, oh, what a weirdo. Ew. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't think. No, because I think weirdo only, like, and, and maybe that's in my head, weirdo only enters illegal. Like that's, that's how my uh, brain works. Hey,
3: do a little research. There's some weird stuff that isn't illegal.
2: Okay, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't punch my keyboard and hit fetish <laughs> okay, after yeah, often. So yeah. maybe, I don't know. That's the, uh, I just, I, I, that one's tame. But do you want to hear the happily? Oh, what do you have, Robbie? Sorry. Well, I was just
0: going to say, if, if, if a woman was going to spend $300 on shoes, yeah, wouldn't the main purpose be to, uh, want to attract
3: the opposite. Well, sex? I, th- I think that's uh, what the shoes are for. I think to women, turn the other uh, The opposite sex on. Not all women love shoes, but the women that do love shoes really love their shoes. Like I mean, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker made a uh, made a career out mm-hmm. of Carrie Bradshaw loving shoes on Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women was that, that a big show for you back in the day? What? No, that was it was pr- prior to to me really enjoying. Oh, shoes. you didn't know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I knew I had weird stuff going on coursing right. through my veins, but didn't I didn't know, what know it was. was that. There. Um, but I I think that. Uh, um, Women who really enjoy their shoes are doing it because they enjoy them. They they feel feel good when they wear them. I think there's a confidence that comes with walking in a a pair of like because they know they look good. But what about? But I don't think it's uh, to attract other people. It's just to feel confident and attractive. And I could be way wrong. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what
2: a beautiful hard to marriage, Hard by the way. Right? Where, yeah. wh- what? Yes, I good. <laughs> <The hard> to- <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful marriage, though, it is between two people if you get someone who uh, loves shoes yeah. and you get someone who loves shoes. Because there you are, instead of buying, instead of spending $350 on a shoe where you throw away the laugh, you can then give the shoe as a gift and both of you get the pleasure out of it. So
3: there is my happily ever after. Are you ready for my happily ever after? Okay, so I never disclosed this to my wife. I I never did my ex-wife. I never told her any of that. Mm -hmm. And it was always something that I thought I knew I should to just break the ice and see where that conversation would go, but I just never had the courage, right? Mm -hmm. But now I'm with somebody who is fully aware of all of that. And let me tell you how much money I'm saving on buying shoes. I no longer buy shoes. I no longer crave shoes. I no longer um, am am a closeted shoe guy because she wears shoes. Right. And she knows it. And she embraces it. Does she like wear shoes
2: in the bedroom on the
3: carpet? I would think that if maybe she was dating you, Dylan, she wouldn't. Yeah, okay. But because she knows it's something that I enjoy, she embraces it and she she activates it. it. Well, that's a great thing. So I am no longer spending a life savings for some (laughs) no doubt on shoes because I can openly talk about it now more than 5,000? less than 5,000 I know
2: over time? yeah
3: it's more than 5,000 probably yeah probably as a guess yeah no that's it was over the course of several years
2: you spent more on alcohol or did you spend more on shoes? (sighs) I don't know. I want to calculate. But
3: but that is the happily ever after is when you find somebody who doesn't judge you.
2: Now, they don't necessarily have to
3: buy into what you're into, but that they don't judge you and they're open to helping you express it Mm -hmm. and they're they're embracing it and they're encouraging you expressing it. It makes all the difference in
2: the world. So do you get incredible pleasure then now out of being able to like buy her surprise shoes? Uh, I haven't done it yet. What the hell's going on? Oh. I haven't done it yet. You'd think that you would marry the two and it would be like a, a perfect gift.
3: Maybe one day I will. You
2: guys sound like
0: real soulmates. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's waited the
3: entire yeah, he's time. He's been sitting on that yeah. the entire time. Yeah, um, couple uh, minutes.
2: Okay, okay that's a, that was a juxtaposition of a podcast on here on wow. National Podcast Well, Day. we've learned
3: about COVID. We've learned about how uh, awful it can be, uh, worse for young than people, cancer. For old people, and uh, we've learned about kinks and fetishes. So,
2: yes, uh, that was interesting. That yeah. was that was I, that was the entire spectrum. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
3: Thanks for listening. to The After Show Show,
2: the Pepper and Dylan Show, weekday mornings on Kiss ninety
3: one seven.